Do you practice self-care at work? Does your employer encourage nurse self-care? Are you one of those nurses who never eats or uses the bathroom even during a 12-hour shift? Here on episode 68 of the Nurse Keith Show, we're talking about self-care, why it's important, and what to do about making it part of your work style. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. I'm glad you're here with me. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. This episode of the Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by Staff Garden, a digital healthcare company that connects nurses with high-quality employers around the United States through their private, secure, online e-portfolio. I have an e-portfolio and there's no reason for you not to sign up at Staff Garden. It's free, it's secure, it can help you connect with positions you might not hear about otherwise. I want to say thank you to my friends at Staff Garden for their generous support. I'm a member of the ProMed Network of healthcare podcasters over at promednetwork.com. Please go visit them and say hi to Jamie Davis over there at ProMed. I'm also a member of the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, Kevin Ross of the Innovative Nurse Show, and Elizabeth Scala of the Your Next Shift Podcast. Please check out all three of those podcasts. You can find me over on iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. I would love for you to check me out and connect with me on social media. If you could do me the favor of leaving a rating and review over on iTunes store. I would love that. I am on my drive for 25 reviews and ratings over on iTunes. I think I have about 15 right now. If you could do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Meanwhile, you can find the show notes for this episode over at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 68. That is nursekeith.com forward slash episode 68. There'll be some links in there you're going to want to check out. And you also may want to follow along while you're listening or check out the notes after you've listened to the show on the go. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here and we're going to dig into today's topic. So did you know that legal action is pending against more than one employer here in the United States because... They're docking nurses for breaks that they never get to take. They're actually taking away money from nurses for breaks that those nurses don't really have time to take and aren't required or asked to take or even encouraged to take. So if you're a nurse who doesn't take breaks, I want you to think about how it's hurting you. And I also want you to think about how it hurts the profession and how it even hurts your patients. And we're going to talk about how giving yourself a break is more important than ever, as well as your colleagues, your team, your profession, the facility, and the patients that you care for. Over in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 68, you'll find a link to the article about that legal action that's pending. You'll also find a link to a recent blog post that I wrote here in early August 2016 over on my blog, Digital Doorway. And I shared on there that all over the world, we hear about nurses who skip bathroom breaks. We talk about nurses who may actually be 
purposefully dehydrating themselves, not drinking at work because they don't want to have to urinate and use the restroom terribly often during their shift because one, they don't have time and two, they're discouraged from taking breaks. So a lot of you out there are punishing your bodies while you're working. I'm sure this isn't a surprise to most of you, but this is a dangerous practice. It's become the new normal, and we're going to have to create a new normal, my friends, and I'm asking you to help start that revolution. So there was a study in the United Kingdom that showed a significant number of clinicians experiencing cognitive deficits while on the job, mostly due to dehydration. And my friend Ian Miller over on the nurse path, he also wrote back in 2013 that he thought that some nurses were voluntarily dehydrating themselves on shift. And you can find the links to those in the show notes as well. In my blog post, I wrote the following quote, we're all aware how 21st century healthcare has seen an enormous focus on patient satisfaction, so much so that Medicare reimbursement is now tied to HCAP scores, for better or worse. Despite the fact that patient satisfaction surveys may not always reflect patients' actual experience in all cases, such surveys are now a bottom-line driver for hospital administrators and bean counters. What healthcare employers seem to forget is that there's more than one bottom line, the ubiquitous financial bottom line is the one that so many maintain in crystal clear focus, yet the bottom line related to people, namely staff and employees, is one that's summarily ignored by the majority. While magnet status is indeed earned through adherence to a limited number of positive employment practices related to nurses, nurse satisfaction has no bearing whatsoever on a hospital earning magnet status, nor does it have an impact on Medicare reimbursement. So folks, that's what I wrote in my blog post, and I feel like satisfied nurses and healthy nurses almost always deliver better care, and this leads to overall improvements in patient satisfaction. But nurse satisfaction seems like it's an afterthought for so many employers. They're so focused on HCAP scores. They're so focused on what Medicare is going to do to reimbursements. They don't think about how staff satisfaction, specifically nurse satisfaction, because we're the backbone of direct patient care, they don't think about how that's going to actually impact their balance sheet in the bigger picture. If you think about it this way, if you have high attrition from an employer, if nurses are jettisoning themselves from their employer on a regular basis because they're unhappy, they're overworked, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't that impact the bottom line? Doesn't it cost tens of thousands of dollars to onboard yet another nurse to come on after a nurse leaves a facility? Now, I know some of you leave jobs for other reasons, but think about it. Think how many people have left a job, how many nurses have left jobs that you know of because they were unhappy or they felt mistreated. So part of that mistreatment is the silence of administrations not encouraging their nurses to care for themselves and not making breaks mandatory and not making breaks part of the culture, a positive culture of the healthcare workplace. So this is what I want the new normal to become, and it's going to take nurses grabbing the reins, taking the stethoscope by the horns, and really making this happen. Nurses need to take matters into their own hands. They need to make their satisfaction and their health 
primary. It has to be paramount and crucial. And what you need to make that happen is buy-in from everyone or almost everyone. So if your employer is giving short shrift to nurse satisfaction and nurse health, you may have to create your own nurse satisfaction working group at your workplace. Think about this. Whether you have a nurse manager or a leader or a supervisor who supports this kind of effort, if you have a bunch of nurses who work together on, let's say, a step-down unit, those nurses work really hard. They know that they rarely get breaks because they just feel like they have their nose to the grindstone all day and there's no way to take that weight off their shoulders and go down the hall and take a 30-minute break to have lunch. You need to make a group effort. There needs to be a group decision to prioritize that, to cover for one another, to hold one another accountable to take a break so that you can have some space during the course of your shift so that you can rest, you can gather yourself together, make a call to a loved one, sit and read the newspaper. That might sound silly to some of you, might be laughing your heads off right now, but if you had 30 minutes during a shift to do that, how would it feel to know that you're going to get that break and that your colleagues are going to support you? They're actually going to force you to leave the unit and go have a meal or read or relax or take a walk outside. This needs to become the new normal, folks, and I want you to take the bull by the horns and make it happen. So a lot of us know nurses, and maybe some of us are those nurses who we've internalized what I called in my blog post a certain martyrdom, and there's actually positive feedback internally and externally for this martyrdom. You know, you get together with a nurse friend to have a cup of coffee, and you say, oh yeah, I worked this shift, and I didn't even have time to pee, and I, all I had was one cracker and a glass of water, and there's almost some heroic quality to what you're saying about how your shift went and how hard you worked. I know it can be fun and it can bring up a little bit of camaraderie or common ground to be able to complain about these things. But what if you got together with your colleague and said, you know, that was a great shift. I had a 30-minute lunch break. I had a 15-minute coffee break. My colleagues covered for me and pushed me out the door to go take a walk outside for 15 minutes. What would that be like? How would that change the tenor of your work? And how would it change how you felt about your work? How would it decrease the risk of burnout? How would it decrease symptoms of stress that you're experiencing? And how do you think the patient experience might change when the nurse walks into the room after having this lovely 10-minute walk outside, clearing her head, getting ready for the next three to four hours of her shift? What do you think that would mean and do you think it's worth taking the risk to make that happen? So I want to take a pause for the cause here to thank our generous sponsor over at StaffGarden.com. These folks are my friends. I've been writing for them for a while. They are excellent people. I really respect them as a company. They're a digital healthcare company creating powerful partnerships with recruiters from some of the most progressive healthcare employers in the country. As a nurse, you go over to StaffGarden.com, you create a free totally secure online e-portfolio that Staff Garden then shares with employers that you've agreed to connect with. Your e-portfolio exposes you to positions that you likely aren't going to find through traditional job postings. If you want to see my e-portfolio, there's going to be a landing page quite soon. It'll be at staffgarden.com forward slash nurse Keith. You can click on that link 
and you can actually see my portfolio and how I've set it up and what it looks like. So I encourage you to utilize Staff Garden in order to find amazing nursing opportunities that you're not going to find elsewhere. Head over to staffgarden.com, check out the ePortfolio, sign up, it's free and secure, and I think you'll be happy that you did and have all of your work history secure in one easy-to-find online location. So folks, I want to issue you a self-care challenge to all the nurses listening, and I want you to spread this self-care challenge virally all around your nursing colleagues throughout the profession, anyone you can talk to. Try to convince them that this challenge is worth taking. So here's the challenge. Number one, band together with nurses on your unit and collectively make a decision that self-care is worth your attention and energy individually and collectively. Number two, you're going to subvert the dominant paradigm and you're going to make self-care what the cool nurses do. Three, you're going to create an incentive program for how nurses are going to publicly reward each other and themselves for taking breaks, eating lunch, taking a walk, etc. You're going to make this incentive program a form of friendly competition. Four, Invite administrators and managers to get involved, and if management rejects the idea, move forward without them. Five, make self-care an intrinsic part of nurse orientation and onboarding, and this is where administration and supervisors have to get on board. Six, consider contacting the local media. Make a public statement about what the nurses at your facility are doing on the job to make their work more positive, more satisfying, and how it's going to change the paradigm and actually improve patient care. Seven, be accountability partners for your colleagues and help one another to practice better on-the-job self-care. So there is your seven-point self-care challenge. It is located at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 68. So my friends, for those of you who are working in clinical settings, taking breaks is paramount. It's part of your self-care. Eating, drinking and staying hydrated, going to the bathroom, ducking outside for a couple minutes, taking some time to make a phone call to a loved one, reading a magazine or a newspaper for a couple minutes. These are ways to decompress and allow yourself a few moments of escape from the busyness and the task-based work that you're doing on the unit. So you know, you have to know that optimal self-care impacts optimal patient care. It's really a no-brainer. And when there are employers out there who aren't actively encouraging nurses to practice self-care, you need to take it upon yourself individually and collectively to do it anyway. Don't buy in to this notion that this is how it's always been, And this is how it has to be. If you want to survive in your career, nurses, and I'm talking to you, you new graduates who are just entering the profession, your silence is complicity when it comes to going along with the crowd and saying, yeah, I don't need to have lunch. I don't need to have dinner. I can eat a granola bar on the run. I don't need a 30-minute break in the course of a 12-hour shift. It's really not necessary. I don't want to look stupid doing that when everyone else isn't taking a break. This is why I encourage 
nurses to get together with their colleagues and get buy-in from as many of your colleagues as possible and do this together as a group. You can make it a friendly competition so that people are taking breaks, encouraging each other, and actually applauding one another for taking that step, taking a break, and taking care of yourself. It means so much, and you will feel better, and your patients will notice whether directly or subtly that you're in a much better place because you've given yourself time to yourself during the course of your shift. So if you have an employer or a manager or a nurse leader who actually talks about self-care, you want to get them to walk their talk and you want to make sure that they are bought into this and that they're actually going to encourage, they're going to make this part of the culture of the workplace. Now, healthcare is a slow-moving ship. To turn that ship takes a lot of effort, a lot of collective energy, and it takes people really being dedicated to that change. So you're going to have people pushing back. You're going to have nurse colleagues pushing back saying, it's not possible. We can't do it. You're going to have to keep turning and you're going to have to bring as many people on board as possible so that you don't have to leave that facility because you're not getting your needs met. So folks, it's not going to be easy. If you need some advice, you can email me at keith at nursekeith.com. I'll give you some suggestions for how to make this happen and how to talk to your colleagues about it. And remember, at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 68, you'll find my seven-point nurse self-care challenge that I want you to print up, bring to work, and start talking to your colleagues about it and decide that you're going to be proactive Your silence is no longer going to be your complicity. You're going to be vocal and you're going to make this happen in your workplace. So folks, if you work at an employer, if you work for an institution or facility that does make sure that breaks happen, that does make sure that nurses eat, that they care for themselves, I want you to let me know who those employers are. I would really like to thank them. I'd like to write to them and I would like to know who's encouraging you to practice self-care. I would like to start putting together a list of employers who are really taking proactive steps in this area. So if you would email me, I would love to know about them. They deserve a gold star. So anyway, there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening to episode 68 of the Nurse Keith Show. This is a little diatribe for you. This is me trying to light a fire under you to make something new happen at your workplace. And if you have other colleagues you'd like to share this with, please do. Please make sure you get that seven-step challenge and share it with others. Let's try to light a fire around this challenge and get some units at hospitals and healthcare facilities around the country starting to practice this. Let's create a very small revolution that will slowly start to spread from unit to unit and facility to facility where nurses are starting to take care of themselves. You know, I do this podcast because I want you to feel uplifted. I want you to feel empowered. And I want to encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your career, in the interest of your professional satisfaction, and in the case of this episode, in the interest of your well-being and your health. So I want to thank again my good friends over at staffgarden.com. Head over to staffgarden.com now and complete your free 
totally secure e-portfolio and start connecting with employers and finding opportunities that you're not going to find anywhere else. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced wonderfully by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Please go check him out. And social media and promotion are handled by the capable and excellent Mark Cappiespeason. You can find me on iTunes. Please post a rating and review. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. And you can leave me a voicemail right from nursekeith.com on any page of the website in the left-hand margin. So my friends, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying, more fun, and more healthy than you ever imagined it could be. Be well, dig deep, and keep in touch.